There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode one of season one of Krypton. It's pretty good. Yeah. I wasn't sure what to expect. It was really hard to tweet, though. Yeah, there was so much going on in this episode. Uh, some people, I saw a couple critics say that it was a little uneven, but it just, it was packed. And it maybe that's why lot. they thought it was yeah. uneven. But boy, they built the world immediately, almost. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. A lot of world building, which normally is a little slower. Right. But if they did it basically in the first episode, they can jump right in the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, and it sure seems like that's where they're going, too. Yeah, so I'm okay with that. Absolutely, and wait till you hear the numbers on this episode. All right, go ahead, hit me. 0.42 in adults 18 to 49 with 1.319 million viewers. Holy cow. Making it the fifth rated cable show for the day. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, and that's in the late spot for the, the night. Yes. So I think ma- that's incredible. Yeah, it was after magicians. So that's the, the nine o'clock hour here in the central time, 10 Eastern. and But yeah, they actually so. put some money into advertising that it was coming too. So that kind they of helped have. build a lot of um, excitement for this series. So I think a lot of people wanted to know what they were going to do. Right. So, I mean, Superman is such a big I can't even say franchise, but it's a big name. And right. so going back in in his timeline, I think it's interesting. We'll be able to see a whole lot of what was happening on Krypton. And if you watched any of the behind the scenes stuff that they had right after, I thought it was really interesting. The little details that they put in, too. Right. So let's jump in and talk about the actual pilot, though, shall we? All right. Superman's grandfather, Seg L., learns Krypton is in danger of being destroyed so that his future grandson will never be born. Interesting. Yeah, kind of tough to handle when you're early 20s. <laughs> right? It's so weird because we see Seg's grandfather in the beginning, and it it's like, wow, so how many generations is this? It's really interesting how it goes, and you just see all the different families and I have always kind of had this idea of what Krypton was. Right. And I always thought it was kind of like a classless system or, you know, like classless caste system. Right. If that makes sense. But we've seen a whole different view. Oh, yeah. Like it's totally different than I thought. Because we start with narration by Kal-El's grandfather. And he's explaining the story is about House L. But is it... A family story? Is it a story of triumph or taking down tyrannical leaders? 
<laughs> so it's like, okay, interesting. And I don't know everything because I'm more of a casual fan. So it's more movies and TV. So I haven't read the comics, but I know a little bit about it. Right. Very little. Yeah, same here. <laughs> so when they're talking about the city of Candor, I'm like, wait, is it, isn't that the city that got shrunk down? <laughs> and so I was like really confused. And I'm hoping that we have a lot of uh, comic book readers that can tell me if that is the city that was shrunk. And I think it was, oh, God, what, what's the bad guy's name? Mizzleplixic or something has him. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, we do see the city of Candor and a young Segel at his grandfather's trial. This is pretty messed up, too. It's like you got these kids. Well, this kid, I should say. His parents and the grandfather all standing there. It's like, so Val L is the grandfather being tried against crimes against the government. He's found guilty of sedition and is sentenced to death. And his whole family is being stripped of their rank and privilege. It's like, dang, you're not just, you know, trying the one person who did whatever. Right. It's basically yeah. the whole family's on trial. It's kind of crazy. That is not what I was expecting <laughs> on Krypton. Right. Yes. And it wasn't what I was expecting either. And it's interesting to see this point of view of actually the Krypton society. It's very class oriented and wow. Yeah. I mean, the way I've always thought it was, it was like a science society and everybody was kind of equals, but obviously no. Right. And then we unfortunately see the execution of Val really L. Right. And it was a little confusing for me because I wasn't sure what exactly happened because, well, Val sees Seg and he's, of course, crying because he's a kid. Right. Yeah. And he's, he's six like, or seven years old at yeah. the most. And he's like, you know, brighter days are ahead. Keep fighting. And he walks to the end of like a, almost like a diving board. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like this big whoosh of air comes up and I couldn't tell if it was like a portal that knocked him out or he got like pushed out to the ice. I was a little confused with that. Right. Yeah. Basically the, the stand, shall we call it, basically moved him outside of the city, the barrier of the city, and then retracted. Okay. So he did like drop. fall. Yeah. He fell. So I guess they can't fly. No. All right. It just, I wasn't sure what happened. Like, I I have it in my head so much with, like, the Phantom Zone. I didn't know if he got, like, that was, like, some kind of portal. You know, when you get so caught up in what you know, seeing what you you don't know, which right. is basically what the show is, you're trying to piece it together. At least that's what I was doing. Yes. And I'm like, I don't think that's right. So, but then we get to fast forward. We fast forward to Seg being, I don't know, late teen, early 20s at this point. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely early 20s. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you know, how old is he? Well, I mean, we don't know what the drinking age is because they're in a slum bar and he's fighting. Big surprise. Like, you know, he's probably got a chip on his shoulder. Oh, yeah, he should. Yeah. Because he, the first few years of his life, he was one of the elite families and now he's not. Right. Living in like the slums, working I don't know, I guess, in the mines. It's really hard to tell where what they're doing. Right, yeah. we don't they kind of leave real, that apart. Yeah, we don't get a real good picture of the complete lower class yet. Right, but we, we see apparently 
Seg and his buddy who's running this bar. I'm guessing they do this a lot because they're basically gambling on how long Seg's going to be able to stand upright getting a beat down by these guards. Right. Although he held his own pretty well. Yes, he did. Yes. And then he gave up because the one guy decided to pull a gun. Right. But I don't think he called it a gun, whatever. But why is there always the one friend? And I'm saying that kind of in quotes. It's like, all right, listen, we can make money doing this. You're going to have to take some lumps. Right. I can't do that, of course, because I'm the skinny, goofy guy. It's on you. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) But it was funny. It it was interesting to see. So at least he's not just kind of an outcast. Right. He does have a friend, if you can call him (laughs) a friend or not. I'm not sure. But he is able to make money off his fighting skills. And that has allowed him to help out his parents. Yeah. And this is when we get to see the mysterious guy kind of walking around. And I'm like, okay, this dude does not fit in. No. He's got jeans on and a ball cap. And I'm like, none of these people are dressed like you. No. How how does nobody look and go, what the hell are you wearing? Right. Who are you? Yeah, who are you? <laughs> but he, you know, he's looking at, and we're starting to wonder, who is this guy? Why does he keep eyeballing Seg? Right. Like, all right, is this good? Is this bad? We'll find out shortly. But Seg returns home and he tells his folks who are pretty upset that he was out all night because there's a curfew. Right. He's like, I made some money. Don't worry about it here. We're good. And it seems like dad's really upset. Mom is kind of just shaking her head like these kids. Right. (laughs) And we kind of find out why here in a little bit, why his dad would be so upset. Mm hmm. But first, we get to visit the Military Guild, otherwise known as the House of Zod. And, of course, I'm thinking, okay, wait, is this the family or was it always like the military thing? I was not 100% with that either. Right. Yeah, I think that this is actually the Military Guild and the Zods are in charge of it, or at least... Uh Allura Zod is in charge of the guild. Okay. That makes a little more sense to me now. Right. And she's instructing a group of cadets. Yeah, apparently, you know, no retreat, no surrender. (laughs) Yeah. She calls her daughter, Lita Zod, down to fight. And Lita doesn't fare very well against her mother. Well, I'm guessing her mom has had a a heck of a lot of training. Yes. (laughs) And she's not pulling any punches on her, even though it's her kid. Right. And she, oh, that was rough, though. Yeah, rough. she makes her beg for mercy. And when she finally cries out mercy, she takes her knife and stabs it in her daughter's hand. Nice little chat there, Ma. Yeah. There might be some resentment later. Now, this part kind of got to me a little bit, because why would you have such a overbearing military if you think you're the only people in the universe unless the slums are i'm sure they're more populated than the privileged families but Mm -hmm. are you always having to fight resistance movements or something because of it see i don't feel like there's going to be a whole lot of resistance i wouldn't think so either 
but you know what? I wasn't even thinking about that if they think they're the only ones in the universe. But then again, you know, maybe they're like, okay, well, we have a caste system and we need to have some kind of policing right. and protection. So we'll just bump this up. But yeah, they were pretty hardcore if you're going to stab your kid in the hand. Right. And maybe it's for protection against other cities on Krypton, maybe. Maybe we'll find out. Oh, see, yeah, I wasn't even thinking of that either, because I'm just thinking Krypton is Krypton. Right. Not realizing. Yeah, oh, wait, Kandor this is a city. city is the only, yeah. is all there is. Could be. So Seg notices that his dad has left his medicine. So he grabs it and heads off to give it to him where he works for the Lawmakers Guild. So he actually has to work for the guy who sentenced his father to death. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. That is messed up. And I almost felt like he wasn't working for him. He was almost, I don't know, like a servant. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't a privileged employee, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go with that. <laughs> so, of course, Seg gets there. And, of course, they don't want to let him in because he has no privilege. Yeah, rankless, I think is what they were calling him, yeah, right? Yeah, rankless. And sure enough, he sees a guy in there and his arm lights up. He breaks through, tackles the guy, and basically disarms the guy's arm that was a bomb that was going to blow up and kill everybody. On one hand, I'm kind of thinking maybe he should have let it blow, but on the other hand, his dad was in there, so I can understand. Right, yeah. It was a no-win situation for him. Right. But, of course, the leader of the House of Vex, Daron, decides because Seg saved everybody that, oh, I'll offer him a rank in our house and offer you my daughter for binding. Yeah, what? Say what? I think I had that look like, what did he just say? Yeah. Oh, cool, you saved me. Here's my kid. What? I mean, cool, you're going to offer him a rank? And put him in up, bring him up, but, and now, oh yeah, and then we're going to have you marry Mike, my, my daughter. Right. Uh, uh no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it was, it was weird to me that he was doing that. Yeah. It, yeah. I wasn't sure what his motivation was for doing that either. And maybe we'll find out. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But we see Seg with his buddy, Kem, after this, and they're, basically headed back i'm assuming to the bar right and you know they're kind of talking back and forth and kem's like yeah well you're you're getting a rank and uh i help so he's like you didn't do anything yeah. you're like I was oh there right and we see all of a sudden i'm assuming it's supposed to be a high-ranking person in candor had that weird gold mask on yeah that's the the leader of candor the Holy One. The Holy One. Thank you. Down in like the slums and the military guild slash police officers, you know, are like, make way, make way. And then one of them starts like basically beating up an old dude. Right. And so Seg, you know, he's like, uh, I have to step in because this is no, this ain't cool. Right. And of course that happens. And oh, well, I'm thinking, great. It's all over for Seg now. Yeah. He just <laughs> He just got something good, and now he's like, uh, not so much. Yeah, you're going to lose it. Get it and lose it all in 
an hour. <laughs> but the Holy One was looking at him, and I I was wondering what the heck was going on. Obviously, because with the mask, you can't tell. Right. So I was like, mm, what's going to happen with this? Is this going to be brought up? Right. I mean, do you really think it would be a red herring? Like, oh, I'm going to show this and then never talk about this again. Oh, no, it'll it'll show up again. Well, he ends up kind of being rescued, arrested slash slash rescued by Lita Zod. And she's like, oh, get them. I got this one. She handcuffs him, takes him around the corner, kisses him. It's like, okay, so maybe not so bad for him. Like, (laughs) she's not going to beat him down. Right. And obviously they're talking and apparently there's a thing happening. Right. And you go... Huh? 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 This makes no sense because if I remember my youth correctly, the Zods and the Elves did not get along. Which this could be where some of it stems from. And that's what I'm thinking is we're seeing the beginnings of it right here. That they are a couple and then something happens and it becomes a, uh, a huge family feud. I can see that happening. Or at least within the next few, you know, we have a very small group that we're looking at. Right. So I can see this totally happening. And we find out they're going to have a rendezvous and she lets him go. It's like, okay, well, as he's walking back again, we're assuming to the bar. Yeah. All of a sudden he's grabbed by somebody and kind of pulled into an alleyway. And it's the mysterious stranger in the ball cap we've seen earlier. And we find out this is Adam Strange. And he tells him he's traveled through time and space to warn him that somebody from the future is coming to destroy Krypton, which that's something that we have seen in all the previews. Right. It's like, okay, cool. And at least, and I want to say thank you. At least Sagfazi's like, what are you wearing? Somebody said it because he didn't fit in. (laughs) And that should be a little bit of a hint that he's not from Krypton either. Right. And he's like, you know, doubling over in pain all of a sudden. And he's like, my my time's up. I have a short time here. And he gives him a crystal and he says, find the fortress. Right. And it's like, what? And it's the symbol of House L. And then all of a sudden he disappears. But like, Seg had looked away because he looked down at the crystal and looks back and Adam's just gone. Right. So at least it's not like you just see him poof disappear. But we saw him poof disappear. Yeah. <laughs> So it's Sag like, okay, didn't, but we did. It's like, all right. So he doesn't know what's going on. Right. I mean, none of us know, right? Right. Because this is weird. But he ends up back at his home and he's talking to his parents. And I don't know about you, but his dad looked a little weird, like weirded out, I should say. Right. Because he shows him the crystal and he's telling him what happened. And his dad just like, Got that, oh, crap, oh, crap look on his face. Right. He he wanted it to be hidden away and never spoken of again. It's like, what's going on? This is obviously important. Yes, it is. So, yeah, his dad's like, oh, I'll take care of the crystal because you know what can happen if somebody finds you with it. Bad things. Bad juju. I'll just put it here. He puts it in his bag and hangs it up on the wall. <laughs> because any hard-headed kid at all is going to be like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I'll Your kid fights my way for a out. living. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Did his dad really think that was going to do something? Apparently, he doesn't know his son that well. That's for sure. Yeah, well. I do want to say, I could not figure out who the mom was. 
And then it finally dawned on me it's the mom from Hunger Games. Right. It took me that whole time because obviously hearing her at with any kind of accent and then seeing her from the Hunger Games, I'm like, why do I know that face? I had to look it up. You think it would have like hit me like a ton of bricks, but but Seg's mom is like, maybe he should know. And of course his dad's like, he's not ready. Okay. Yeah. So the parents know something that they aren't telling Seg and you go, hmm. Yep. And what it's does this probably mean? got something to do with that crystal, which means it's got something to do with the fortress that Strange mentions. Then we cut to Seg and his um, new wife, I guess, reporting. Yeah, I like, can't say fiance. It's like, what do you call her? Right. Reporting to the Genesis chamber. Yeah. And Nissa mentions she just can't imagine having to give birth and go what right you can you believe we used to have to carry these in our body it's like what yes and so, no you have pod people yeah <laughs> exactly they walk up to a thing they both um give a blood sample and the damn thing shows them their child from an infant to an old man right like how long is gonna he's gonna live what kind of job he's gonna have it's like that's so weird. Yes. <laughs> now, is that it? Like the blood samples, now they know, okay, we're going this is going to be our kid. Yeah. That, like for real, that's what's making yeah, the kid. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They they actually will create the infant for them. Again, so weird. Yeah. That one really blew my mind. Although a woman not having to deal with childbirth, maybe not a bad thing, but still. Right. So what? It's like, oh, no, let's try again. Oh, no, let's try again. What? <laughs> How weird is that? Although we do find something out here about Nyssa, which I... I thought was pretty interesting because she said she's the third daughter. Yes. And basically, there was no chance of her getting becoming bound to anybody really of her liking, I guess. Right. So that was kind of interesting that yeah, she, she might have been left out. That she that it wasn't completely her father's decision, shall we say. So it kind of sounds like Nissa might be a little more um, powerful in persuasion than we may well be aware of yet. Yeah, a little devious maybe. Yeah, just a little. And she also says that by having this binding happen it's showing that they can bring an l to heal right and it's like oh that's probably bad that you said that yeah i just don't think that's gonna go well no no it's not speaking of not going well for nissa <laughs> <laughs> i think it's going real bad because seg in the next moments that we see him is with lita in bed yeah so they're also talking about real love and how before the council, they were able to choose who they were bound with. And apparently Lita's supposed to be bound with somebody else. Right. Yes. And we've seen the guy. He's part of the military guild. And yeah, at first I thought it might be a brother, but no, it's not. It's. I was thinking that too, actually. Yeah. It's who she's supposed to be bound to. And yeah, this guy looks like a real... Not nice person, shall we say. <laughs> Douchey McDouchebag, you can say it. It's fine. Yeah. 
I was going to go a little stronger than that. But. Yeah, I was trying to be a little bit nice. <laughs> a little bit nice. So, of course, Seg leaves Lita's place. And, of course, he gets stopped by the same darn forces we saw earlier. Because he's out after curfew. Yes. They begin searching him and find the crystal that Strange gave him. Maybe he should have put it in his crotch. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, they ask what it is. Seg is able to take it back and run away. As the armed forces give chase, all of a sudden, there's a spaceship in front of him. I thought he was done for. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, you're so screwed. But no, it's mom. What? Was not expecting that at all. What? <laughs> no. She tells him to get in and they fly away and you go, what the hell is going on here? But at least he was as surprised as the audience was because he's yes. like, mom? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, shut up and get in. I'm driving. Let's go. Yeah. Apparently, uh, the discussion she had with her husband was not what she was wanting to do. So she takes Sig to the Fortress of Solitude. She did what she wanted. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So it's like, oh, the fortress. And she's like, put in the crystal. And it's like, oh, well, this makes a little more sense now. Somebody right. at least knew. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming dad knew and he just didn't want to right. do anything. Yes. He, yeah, he didn't want Seg to know about grandfather's fortress. And you wonder why. But then again, I mean, we find out in this because everything he was doing there is what led up to his death. Right. So I can see his dad being worried about it yeah not wanting him to know so he wouldn't be tempted to follow in his grandfather's footsteps that would get him killed as well right but his grandfather had built that so he can continue his studies of what's happening outside of krypton right because he believes he found some form of life and that's why he was executed which it's like i don't understand that you would think okay if there's something out there you want to know so if nothing else, you can protect yourself. Right. So and this is, what do they know? Yeah, that's kind of my uh, concern, too, is the uh, maybe the old holy one isn't all he's cracked up to be is kind of what I'm thinking right now. And he knows a whole lot but of something. That, yeah. And it's kind of interesting that we kind of get this viewpoint of the Krypton society and kind of compare it to what we, we did see when Superman actually was jettisoned to Earth is right that now their their society's refusing to believe that there's any other living beings in the rest of the universe. And at that time they were refusing to believe that Krypton was about to be destroyed. Right. So at so least it's like they're blinders. keeping Yeah, they're very um narrow-minded societies so that that at least we see that that's still the case it's interesting so hopefully we'll find out more though right so an alarm goes off in the fortress and his mom says the military is tracking their ship so they get out of there and get home and sure enough the military show up at the door yeah, and this makes me worried because his mom's like, you need to go. And he's like, of course, I'm not leaving you. Right. And she goes, And she no. hides it. I thought it was a tunnel or something. Right. 
but it wasn't. It was just a false wall. Yeah, it almost looked like something like behind a fireplace. Right, exactly. With no Doctor Who, but you know, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) And then right when you think that the guard's going to find Seg because the you know, where he is hiding and there's holes, whatever. Right. His mom like makes this huge announcement and suddenly it's like, what, what did you say? Because apparently it's like a terrorist organization. She said she's working for. Right. And so everything else is like, you know, we're going to hit the brakes here and just listen to this. Yeah. (laughs) This is more important than anything else. It's time to go. Yes. So of course they put her in prison. Seg visits her. And while they're talking, Allura Zod interrupts their conversation. And this is interesting, too. Right. Because she orders Seg to be removed so she can talk to his mom about the relationship between their two children. But she also is like, wipe any mention of him being here. Right. It's like, why? That was weird. And even Sharas says it's like oh it's almost like you're being kind right that you care it's like i love it because basically both moms are like all right listen let's go no nonsense here yeah (laughs) we both know our kids are together we both know that can't happen right and allura's like just tell me what i need to know and i will be quick and you won't suffer it's like damn yeah i guess it would be better than whatever happened to the grandfather being right. dropped if it i mean if unless that's what she thinks quick is yeah i don't know <laughs> kind of worries me a little yeah so of course she appears before daron vex for her trial and again they have seg right there and his dad just like a few feet from her it's like oh my god this is cruel right we're seeing it almost all over again yes except this time she stands up for herself and yells that They're not alone. And she wanted the trial so she can get out there and tell everybody this. Right. It's like, okay, is anybody listening, though? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Now, of course, Vex is pushing to find out who the other person was with her. Right. And Allura had already told her the worst thing that could happen might not be your death. Right. I think she was trying to hint at, you know, they can kill your kid in front of you. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah. And so in order to protect his wife, Seg's father decides to be like, it was me. I was there. But I don't think that's a good thing because that's not exactly protecting her. And now he's going to have like two parents in jail or dead. Right. And of course, the dad is able to snag a weapon, aim it at Daron. And of course, Allura has no other choice than to shoot. Uh, and ends up killing both of Seg's parents. Yeah, because then Allura, of course, is pissed. Yeah, she and she picks up it. Yeah, gun. picks up the gun, and and she knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, absolutely, she did. And I don't know if it was so much like just being mad or making Allura do this to somehow. I don't want to say strengthen Seg. But to piss him off enough to not trust a whole lot of people. Right. Because, of course, later that night, Lita goes to comfort Seg, and he's not having any any part of it. Right. Because her mom killed his parents. So you go, hmm. Yeah, that just might be the beginning of the El Zod feuds. Possibly. 
So, of course, he goes to Kim's watering hole and asks for his help. He needs a spacecraft. Yeah, that's so easy. Yeah. I, I believe Kim says something like, along those lines, too. Oh, sure. Ask me for the easy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, Kim comes through and Seg takes the spacecraft back to the Fortress of Solitude where somehow Adam Strange is there. Well, I mean, he's just kind of popping in and out at this right. point. Yeah. So, that's... Just curiouser and curiouser. Right. Are you a traveler? <laughs> Magic. And Strange shows Seg his grandson's cape with the L's insignia on the back. Yes. But the and cape, he does ask him, he's like, what's wrong with the cape? Right. Because it's slowly flittering away. Right. And it did look really weird the way it was doing it. And he's like, well, think of it as an hourglass. Right. When this is gone, your grandson will not have been born. Right. They're out of time. It's like, dang, no pressure. No, Let's not get at this all. right. <laughs> and then he goes on and informs Seg about the collector of worlds, who's been slowly destroying worlds across the universe and is also known as Brainiac. And we do get like that glimpse of it. Yes. And. I don't know Brainiac at all. Like, I don't feel like that was ever in any of the old cartoons. Right. So it was really interesting. And I know they said that this came from a particular run off of, a, you know, a certain writer and artist. Right. So I, I don't know any of that, guys. I'm sorry. So don't send hate mail. But right. if you know it, I'm it really interested. I just happened to catch part of it. It was like a behind the scenes that they were talking about it specifically. Right. Although it looks really cool. Oh, so absolutely. I'm really excited it looks to a see. whole lot better than <laughs> he's than Brainiac's depicted in the cartoons, believe me. Well, I'm really excited to see yeah. what what they're doing with this. Right. And I know um I think it was John Noble actually got to do the voice of Brainiac in one of the recent series. Oh really? Yeah. That's cool. We like John Noble. Yes, we do. <laughs> But you know what was weird? It was like snow all over inside the fortress. It's like, okay, do you have a broken window? What's going on? Right, yeah. And you go, huh. Yeah, the the planet does look like it's kind of an ice planet. So yeah, maybe it, after being unpowered for several months, ice does tend to build up on the consoles. So Seg like clears off something and you see the L symbol. Right. And he reads the... The glyphs that are on the panel, which says the blood of L. And so he manages to cut his hand. Convenient. Why do they cut so much? It's like, okay, if you think it's going to be blood, you don't need to slice off your hand. Yeah. Okay. That's like, <laughs> seriously, every time you see it, it's like, oh, we need some blood. It's like, oh, let me slice my hand. There's tons of blood. It's like, okay, calm down, guys. Right. But blood drips into the insignia and then all of a sudden everything's powering up. Not a way to hide unless you can't see it on the outside, but right. yeah, that's just me. Right. And knowing Grandpa was a scientist, yeah, he's probably got a uh, a pretty good uh, security system surrounding that place. So Let's hope so, especially yeah. if he's going to be spending some time here. Yes, he's going to need it. Well, I like this episode. I liked how they built everything. I liked how... There was a lot that still brought us to the movies and the music. Yes. And the fact that we had 
a little bit of the original Superman music. Yes. I yeah, I squeed. I was like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to explain that to my husband who's out of town for work right now. And I'm like, and they had the music, you know, I'm like, dun, 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 dun. And he's like, okay, I know what you mean. I'm like, well, they did the music. And I was like, all stupidly excited. And he's like, I, I know the music. You don't have to try to, si- don't, in fact, don't try to sing it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, that was me. But it, it was really cool because I felt like, all right, even though this is a new story for many of us, right. because I don't think they've done too many, even in the past with the comics, I could be wrong. Yeah, not many. That it it's still bringing you a little of the nostalgia from what we know. Right. Like putting in the music, putting in the symbols here and there. So I'm excited to what to see what they're going to bring. Right. I am too. Uh, this has been, a, was a very enjoyable pilot and has got me stoked to see where they're going to take this story. And hopefully it will actually continue and we'll get a whole lot of story. Yeah. Well... We want to know what you guys think, of course. Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. You can find all of our links, too, over on www.fangirlzone.com. Because if you're not quite sure how to spell something, go there. Hit the link. It'll make it easy. So you can tweet with us, and you can follow our Tumblr and Facebook and all of our fun stuff. And while you're doing all that, why not rate and review us on iTunes and any of the platform you're finding us on? Because good rating it. And reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast. Tell your friends about Krypton. And I know there's a lot of people out there that know a whole lot about the Superman story and possibly background. So why don't you shoot us an email to fill me in and all the stuff that I really don't know. Or jump on with us for an episode or two. Yes, I would love to have people on. And it makes it so much more fun, especially if you guys know about the comics, because I am... I do not have enough information on Superman's background, so let us know. But for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirless. And I'm Steve. Once this cape is gone, our time's up. And until next time.